What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goal Podcast. This is episode 31. It's a Wednesday morning. Matt, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I woke up earlier than normal, which allowed me to do my hour morning routine of very toxic, just scrolling social media. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I woke up at like 8.30 and then went back to sleep. So um, That's why we're doing this at 11 a.m. Yeah. Also, shout out. I texted you this morning. Shout out to my friend Dane, who won a massive plus 130,000 odds parlay last night. 14 games. He bet 60 cents, won $820. That's ridiculous. Man's killing it out here. (laughs) And and he's getting slack on social media. Like, FanDuel was like, how'd y'all's bets go last night? And he tweeted, like, mine went awesome. People were like, should have bet five bucks. Like, I told him if he knew he was going to hit, he would have bet 100 and quit his job this morning. But, (laughs) obviously, he didn't think he was going to hit 14 out of 14. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know how we arrived on 60 cents. I definitely want to just bet a dollar. But Anyway, yeah, so pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Meanwhile, I can't hit three out of three. So. <laughs> yeah. We got the uh, – we're not supposed to say the SB words. So we got the big game coming up. We might get flagged by YouTube if we say poop or small. Um but that game is coming up the end of the NFL season. So, Matt, let's hear your picks. We've got the spread today. It's minus – the Chiefs are minus three and a half. Um, I am in a pool in which I am in second place. So, I have to pick what I think the person above me is not going to pick. So, I'm going to pick the Bucks. But also my mom is another person who's tied with the person above me, and she's going to pick the Chiefs. So I'm picking the Bucks. Hopefully this other kid picks the Bucks. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. I really, really doubt it. But he could really just, like, slam me and my mom if he wanted to just bet the Chiefs. I mean, bet the Bucks. And Yeah, so, like, if he bets the same as you, he's a lock as a win, right? No, because my mom is tied with him. Oh, okay. And me and my mom are betting differently. See, like, I was in, like, a 40-person college football bowl game, like, pick them. Yeah, it's the same type of thing. Yeah. And me and the guy – I was in second. The guy in first uh, was, like, three points above me. And then uh, everyone else sucked. Points or something. Yeah. So, I just had to pick the opposite of him and hope they won. Like, mm-hmm. so it was literally just a pick them. Yeah, we don't know what each other picks, though, so that's the thing. Um, I my mom's picking because she's my mom. I know it's a hockey podcast, but we have to talk about the uh, that specific game that we can't name. Uh, <laughs> so um, dumb. So I stupid. I know. Um, I got the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs covering. Okay. All I right. think they cover three and a half. I honestly think that is like an easy bet. I don't know why the line is so I mean, low. I mean, the Chiefs are just way better. You can't bet against Tom Brady, Brady, though. It's Tom Brady. I mean, no That's one the in the history of football will ever go to 10 games mm-hmm. like this one. Um, so, no yeah. one will ever play the last game of the NFL season. 10 yeah, more than him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but Mahomes, that team is just so stacked. That offense is unreal. So. It's amazing, yeah, and the and the Bucks secondary is not good. So, um, Clemson is second in the country with most players. So LSU and Georgia, I think, are tied with five players, and Clemson has four playing. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. All right, hockey, hockey. Okay, um, our stream on yeah. on Saturday night. Thank you for those who supported. We'll Zach. definitely have a better plan. Yeah, Zach, um, my, my roommate, Mike. Um, we'll have a better plan for the next one. What we're thinking right now, by the way, that'll be on Wednesday, March 3rd, Caps at Bruins at 7 p.m. We're thinking we're just going to film our podcast during the game, and we'll stream that live on our YouTube channel. But afterwards, you can just 
listen to our podcast, which I'm sure will be a long one, but um, we'll just be giving updates on the game, talking about what's going on a lot around the league. So that should be a fun, whatever, two hours, two, two to three hours. Um, so yeah. So we're definitely some marathon Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. One, we're definitely going to plan it better, but two, it'll actually be on our YouTube channel instead of my personal one, because <laughs> we're set up now. So um, we're going to, yeah, we got a month, literally exactly one month to uh, promote this and, and do it better. So when we, and we will, it's our first time. So, yes, sir. It was good right. though. What a great game. Went to overtime. Yeah, we should have done the one on Monday, but. I mean, they were identical games until the last five minutes. Yeah. And then the Bees scored five unanswered goals. So, Wednesday, March 3rd, be there or be square. Exactly. Okay. Jim Rutherford mysteriously steps down as the Pence general manager after 60 years. He was pivotal pivotal in the back-to-back cups for the Pens in – 12, 11 and 12? Nope, what? sorry, 14 and 15, 14 and no, 15? 16 and 17. Was it really that recently? Because 14 was the Kings and 15 was the Hawks. I don't know why I said 11 and 12. Yeah, I don't know. You you guys won in 11. What the hell know, are you talking I about? I know. <laughs> um, 16 and 17. He stayed longer than expected. We have in the notes, he said it would heat. Uh, stepped down for personal reasons, but he did not say retired. He's very old, but he did not say retired, which is odd. Yeah, Rutherford said uh, in his uh, first press. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say he did the same thing in 2014. He like stepped down from Carolina um, after several years. I mean, he was there when they switched from Hartford to Carolina, um, and he stepped mm-hmm. down for personal reasons. And then later that year, took the Pens GM job. And, I mean, he even said in his opening press conference that he expects his stint to be two to three years. They went back-to-back cups. He's there for seven. So, mm. Sounds like Jim Rutherford just leaves whenever he's done with a team. He's also 71. So Yeah, but he didn't say he was retiring. Maybe he's just like, yeah, the pens are – their window's closing. I want to go somewhere else. Maybe. I don't <laughs> – Seattle? Or do they already have a GM? Oh, they already have a GM, but that'd be cool. Uh, Anyway. Do they already have a GM? Yeah. Should be Georgia P. Imagine. Uh, Ron Francis. Oh, yeah, of course. I remember that happening, actually. Yeah, I don't understand how he didn't didn't do that. But. Imagine if it was Georgia P again. That'd be so funny. He just built I mean, two... It works. Teams. Yeah, I know. That honestly makes sense. Um, I mean, they might bring in, and of course, as I'm saying it, I, I lose his name right out of my head, the uh, coach for Vegas the first year. Oh, my Lord. We oh, are out of here. Gallant. Gallant. Yeah, Gerard Gallant. Thank you. Um. They might bring him in because I thought he was going to be hired as the Caps coach, but. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that would have been a good hire. And actually, that would make a lot of sense. But we got the best hire, so, of the available people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, true. All right. All right. The Sabres, the latest team to get hit with the COVID-19 bug. Two players entered protocol. Um, Team facilities will be closed until February 8th. They said they're postponing their season. Which when I see that, I always get scared. But then they say it's for like five days. So, yeah, it's not as big a deal as you think. But it might be the rest the Sabres need after a four and four and two start. They've had flashes of greatness where they look really, really good. And then there's flashes of same old Sabres. They're going to give up a lot of goals and not win. I know it's so weird because we hyped up this team. I mean, everybody did with Taylor Hall and Eichel. I mean, I think they have to do something special this year or Eichel's gone. Yeah, uh, and Hall Hall's only a one-year deal as well. So I didn't know Eichel was up at the end of this year. I don't know if he's up, but I mean, he could 
I think he has leverage over that franchise to say, I want out. Yeah. Um, so I think Hall to Seattle is a guarantee anyway, especially with yeah. this contract being out. Took that so. one year deal. That'd be awesome. But I want more guys to do that. Sign one year deals. I wanted more more guys to have signed one year deals last year and then gone to oh. Seattle. Oh. Imagine they I just think, packed Seattle. And P- Seattle was just ridiculous. Well, we were talking about this friend. This free agency is going to be even crazier than last year because of all the contracts that are going to be up. So Ovechkin to Seattle. Yeah. Oh God! Don't <clears throat> David Krejci, Tuka Rask. Tuka's not going to Seattle. No, Tuka said he's either playing for the Bruins or he's not playing. Mark Andre Fleury, yeah. I totally take his word for that. I don't think he is. I don't even know why he still plays hockey. It doesn't seem like he wants to. But he's still really oh, good. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, our boy Nate McInnen, week to week, um, which sucks for the Avs because they're yeah week to week. You don't want to hear week to week. You want to yeah. hear day to day. Um. The Avs did win last night, though, over the Wild in his first game out. They squeaked one out, four to three. Um, yeah, that sucks because he's, like, the second best player in the league, and we talk about him a lot, and rightfully so. So, uh, get back, Nate, so we can keep watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of stars that we talk about all the time, McDavid and Dreisaitl are at it again. McDavid is first in points at dry saddle, is second at 24 and 22, respectively. But Edmonton is six and six. We've seen this movie before, Matt. They almost didn't make the playoffs last year. Why are they, they so bad? And they have the two best players on, like, literally, we could find aliens on Mars that have played hockey for eternity, and McDavid and dry saddle could probably play with them. Like, yeah. why is Edmonton so bad? God, I just don't know. They should be 12-0 and 0 right now. I mean – It really should it, be. Let's put this into perspective because I put it in the notes. McKinnon, <laughs> who's out now, but Marner, Joe Pavelski, and Quinn Hughes, which is actually crazy because he's a defenseman, tied for third in points. They're at 14. So they're eight behind Dreisaitl, who's second, and 10 behind McDavid. And there's only 12 games that have been played in the 50s. I mean – Dreisaitl and McDavid are on pace for like 115 points in a short season. Yeah. I'm looking back at their schedule, Matt, and they're giving up about four goals a game. So that's not going to cut it in this league, even if you have guys that can score like that. But, man, I really don't get how they're not winning. They got to make a trade for somebody, like a goalie in the offseason. Or, uh, like, I don't even know if it's a a goalie. Maybe like a – gosh, let me think. Roman Yossi obviously isn't up for sale. But a guy like that, like Achara even. Dustin Bufflin has been playing hockey for a year. Just go <laughs> yeah, get him. Dustin, no, he's gone. But, yeah, you know what I mean. Just like a a number one, number two shutdown defenseman because somebody has to change the philosophy of that team. Obviously, they are giving up far too many goals. If you have the two top point scorers in the league and, and you, you're close. losing half your games. Yeah. McKinnon, Marner, Pravelski, and Quinn Hughes are all tied for third at 14 points. Quinn Hughes is my Vesna pick, so that feels pretty good at this point. But also, Kale McCarr is up there with like 11 points. Charlie McAvoy's got like nine points, so – there are a lot of guys who are vying for this Norris Trophy. Did I, did I say Vesna again? Huh? I think I said Vesna again. Quinn yeah. Hughes will not win the Vesna. On record saying Quinn Hughes will not win the Vesna. That's like minus. I'll put my life million. on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tyler Toffoli, your boy, leads the league in goals. So. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's. Uh, we've had him in mind since like. The Kings in 2017, when he was scoring goals for them, all Bruins fans have thought, like, Tyler Toffoli would be such a good right wing for the crazy line. And it's just every time you see him, it's like it's like the one that got away. I don't know how we weren't able to get it done. 
Every so the moral, you're trying to get him. The moral of the story is Edmonton. Um, what's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just literally, you have five guys on the ice. Okay, put McDavid and Drysaddle. Do like a park the bus in soccer situation, where if you have five guys, literally make three defensemen and two forwards and just put three at the blue line and then let like don't leave your zone don't hmm. leave your blue line create like a brick wall and then mcdavid and dry side just go do their thing because from the literally just look up mcdavid on twitter he's winning one on four battles yeah and score so dumb i know yeah so. yeah just keep the two of them in the offensive zone have them play 60 minutes a night and you should never lose yeah, exactly. All right. Um, another superstar that you don't like. Uh, so you, I don't you'll not be happy like him. him. I think he's overrated. <laughs> uh, Patrick Laine, scoreless in his first game as a Blue Jacket. Um, they lost 6-3 to three to Dallas. Jamie Benn had like 100 points in that game. Um, Laine said, here's his quote after the game, my legs weren't there, my mind definitely wasn't there. And then he'd go on to say at the end of the press conference, I'm not here to make excuses. Uh, I wasn't at the level I need to be for this team to be able to win. So, I don't know, Patrick. Sounds like excuses to me. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not here to make excuses. My mind just, it wasn't there, guys. Although that is the accountability that Winnipeg has been waiting for him to have. So maybe that's a step in the right direction for Line. Obviously way too early to tell. You put in here, Matt, that they probably lost because they wore their ugly Christmas tree jerseys. I didn't know that their jerseys looked like Christmas trees, but did they wear the reverse retros? Yeah, the reverse retro that like, has the CB with the lights on it and, like, the stick in the middle. It looks like a Christmas tree. Ugh, the red one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's disgusting. Like yeah, those are bad. So that's why they lost. I, <laughs> they say they wear those jerseys six games. They're going zero and six in those jerseys. Okay. So. Well, look good, play good. I guess goes the other way too. Look bad, play bad. Yeah. Speaking of streaks, you like that? Nice. Hurricanes are on a five. Were we speaking of streaks? Well, I said they were going to go 0-6 in their jersey. They're ugly. Nice. Okay, yep, you did say that. All right, Hurricanes on a, on a five-game win streak coming out of the gate of their season suspension. They're 6-1-0. They started the season 1-1 and then had it halted. Yeah, so Sabres, take some notes. Yeah, they're first place in the Discover Central Division. Yeah, I had to add Discover in there. Yeah. And then Which – by the way, I just learned, Matt, is in the Eastern Conference. Nope, is in the Western Conference. Nope, Good. is in the Eastern Conference. The so Western Central. Conference is the West and the North. So what does that mean? That means the Bruins could play the Canadians in the Stanley Cup final. Honestly, that might be the Cup favorite because the Canadians They're both are good. so and good right Imagine now. how fun that would be. Um, yeah, what's, what's going on with the game? Peter Mrazek's playing – unbelievable yeah so yeah. yeah that's that's what it takes sometimes but we just talked about how the hurricanes are on a five-game win streak if you're a betting man bet the house that they lose their next game because it's just mm. it's a good go podcast <laughs> thing where anytime we talk about something, no you they, just told them to now they're gonna win yeah that's true. it's a double jinx it's a double jinx don't listen to us yeah <laughs> all right we got to get in our fantasy hockey talk which is just a debacle. All right. The, the Brady East Division. Team Goalie Goon, which is run by manager Kevin Brady, is 2-1. and one. So is my team, the Mass Mutual NHL East Division team. We are also 2-1. and one. And Team Danny, yikes, 0-3. When I asked Danny if he wanted to be in the league, I said – I texted him and my dad, and I said, "We do you guys want to be in our fantasy league? The winner gets to be a guest on our podcast. Danny said, I look forward to guesting on your podcast. So, I don't know. You better pick it up or else <laughs> All right, be listening to – I don't know. Maybe That's me. so funny that that's his response, <laughs> and he's dead last in the league. And I'm, and I'm bad. So Yeah. 
Um, in the T-Art West division, the Tucson Puckers are in first place. Managed it's a good by name. I Nick assume T-Art. that's is, Zach. Um, add us on Twitter. Is that your men's league team? That's what I'm assuming it is. No, it's Nick. Nick's in oh, Tucson. Zach's a screaming eagle. Yeah, Nick. Is it's, that your uh, Is that your men's league team? No, his his team is like sponsored by like this realty company. So it's like, it's like Tucson Diego Realty. It's something horrible. So that's cool. They need to change it to the Tucson Buckers. Um, Second place in the TR West Division is the Screaming Eagles. It's a double entendre there. Screaming Eagle Caps. He's also a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So oh, I did not know that. Ah. Yeah. Very good. And then the Washington the Eagles, hockey team. The Eagles stink just before we move on. The Eagles are so bad. <laughs> yeah, since we're talking about the big <laughs> the big game. Hey, Jalen Hurts um, is the future of the franchise. And good thing Doug Peterson is gone because he's a bum, even though he called the Philly special. Yeah, well, Zach's so – he's so, like, hot and cold about people. Like, he's – He's saying like fire sale for the Eagles. Like they didn't just win the Super Bowl two years ago. So no, it should be a fire sale. It's but not. Keep, it's not. Keep Jalen Hurts though. He's good. Anyway, and and dead last in the TR West division is the Washington hockey team, which is me. Uh, but I did beat Zach last week after he he was undefeated, and somehow Danny is beating me this week. So <laughs> I suck. It's the toilet bowl. We'll see who comes but, out on top. Um, it's not. I'm. I'm a mainstay on the pod. So if I lose, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if one of us win, Matt? I guess we get to pick. I don't know. I'm not winning. No. There's no way yeah. I win. So. If I win, I'm having myself on the podcast, and we're talking about only brewing stuff. Okay. And if yeah. you win, we'll talk only Capitals. Maybe we'll do like a second half hour show of a week. And just talk about one team. All right. So there's your fantasy hockey update for our five listeners that are actually all in the league. Uh. (laughs) All right. So that's our update. All right. NHL game of the week. We're going back to the Bruins, which I love. I didn't even write this. Matt said there's no. Well, so Av St. Louis was this weekend. They're both like seven and two, but with McKinnon out, I think St. Louis sweeps. So, okay. All right, the Bruins at the Flyers on Wednesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bruins are 6-1-2. and two. Just came off a three-point weekend in, in Washington. The Flyers are 7-2-1. and one. They have one of the league's leading scorers, Kevin Hayes, the best one. Yeah, JBR um, is also playing lights out right now. Yeah, and so is Carter Hart. So yeah, so they they're a great, very dangerous team. Great, great team in Philly. So that'll be a lot of fun. The first game is tonight, as you're listening to this, at 8 p.m. on NBC Sports. That's the Wednesday night rivalry game. Yeah, and they play again on Friday. So I am excited for this. Um, It's definitely an emotional, tiring weekend in Washington. The Bruins came back after two goals. I mean, came back from three goals down in the second period twice. So hopefully this rest day on Tuesday was enough to get them back at it. Big game tonight against the Flyers. What do you think? So our survey of sports comm teacher, shout out Dr. Harrison. Uh, she's mm, a that's right. huge Flyers fan. We actually have a gritty meme on every lecture, uh, which, which is, is awesome. pretty cool. I love it. So yeah. So if if you don't know, went, I guess we could talk about this on our podcast. Dr. Harrison is doing this research on gritty because he has taken on an alter ego among social media as like antifa european socialist mascot which nobody knows really how this happened she's trying to get to the bottom of it but there's a bunch of memes about like gritty got donald trump out of office gritty is a non-binary like socialist icon like i really don't understand how any of this he's like the face of and then like there's this other side where he's like the face of Karl Marx and it's like it's nobody (laughs) nobody really knows how it happened but yeah funny so if you have any uh gritty news send it our way and we'll, we'll share it with our uh, professor but mm. with this game if the bruins win fully expect christian to be balled out in bruin stuff tomorrow <laughs> in class yeah 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 
I'll just walk right up to her and start screaming at her. Um, before we begin, I didn't put it on the thing. <clears throat> Thanks to everyone who shared our Bell Let's Talk tweet uh, mm. and also tweeted about it. Um, that's one of the things we talk about a lot is mental health awareness on our podcast because uh, the NHL is so like strong in advocating for it. Bobby Ryan won the Masterson Trophy last year due to his battle with mental health. Um, so thanks again for that. Also, Bell raised or they contributed over $7 million just on that day. Which was a record. Uh, yeah. So that's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. All so right. we'll, we'll definitely be letting you know about that next year. But yeah, just a great cause. They did a great job. And if you don't know, all interactions from tweets, all tweets with the hashtag Bell Let's Talk uh, contributes five cents on behalf of Bell to mental health awareness and treatment. So, yeah. And again, you may not think that's a lot, but when you get a <clears throat> hundred million interactions, when you get 140 like million yeah. interactions, then it's yeah. seven million dollars. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, the final topic to talk about is the power rankings. Uh, they came out, what's today, Wednesday? I think they came out Monday morning on NBCSports.com. I just put the top five because last week we did all 16 and we, like, didn't know what to talk about. So what I'm going to do this week – And also it was bad. Oh, it, it was – looks like they bad. have it together finally. Um, yeah, so we're going to do the top five. That way, after we're done, me and Christian are going to say – what they got right, what they got wrong. So who they should add in, who they we'll should give our own top out. five, basically. Exactly. Okay. Instead All of right. trying to give our own top sixteen. Perfect. So number one, the Montreal Canadiens. They finally lost the game in regulation, and even though they look, even then they looked impressive. Just ran into a hot goalie. Um, all of these descriptions, by the way, are written in this NBC Sports article. You can find it on Power Rankings at NBCSports.com. Um, just ran into a hot goalie that night. Seems like a Montreal Canadiens fan trying to justify keeping his team at number one. No, I'm kidding. I think they belong where they are. They look yeah, great. Uh, obviously, Carey Price. I mean, we we talk about him way too much, but it's deserved. So, um, yeah, they might be playing for the Stanley Cup this year, which is mm -hmm. crazy to say in 2021. Which would be but. great for hockey because Montreal is a mainstay. And they haven't yeah. been there since the 90s. So, was it? Well, this was written Monday morning, right? Monday night, they put up six goals on Braden Holpe mm. and just dominated Vancouver. So, they turned it around. I have a question, Matt. Whenever Canadian teams play, TSN makes it hockey night in Canada. So, this begs the question Is every night hockey night in Canada this season? Um, I think that's a trick question because <laughs> I don't think like, I think every night is hockey night in Canada. Like it's not, I, get I wonder it. if, I wonder if TSN is really showing games every night. I mean, they must be. They have to at least be showing one. I mean, there's 13 games a night. Maybe they just do hockey night in Canada. If it's on like a Saturday or Friday. Yeah. It's yeah. I guess because like Wednesday night rivalry, it's not, every night rivalry yeah yeah so it is hockey night in canada every night but it's not promoted hockey night in canada okay gotcha all right we i'm glad we figured that the out. trick question uh-huh go ahead with number two number two is the washington capitals um it's insane that we are at the position we are, we just got our first regulation loss. Uh, all of our Russians were out four games. Orlov and Kuznetsov and Samsonov are still out. Orlov came uh, back from Monday night. Yeah, he did. So, but Samsonov and now I'm blank. Kuznetsov are still out. And yeah. Samsonov was our guaranteed start at the beginning of the season. And Vitek Vanacek is NHL Rookie of the Month. That's right. He's our starter now. He's he looked completely great. robbed the job um, of Samsonov. So I don't know who the uh, third goalie is, but he hasn't touched the ice yet. Craig Anderson. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. He should he be was our, 
we signed him on our taxi squad and then when ah. Sam Sonoff. Yeah, but we haven't had any back to back, so we just play Vita. Right. So you don't really have to. But yeah. Now you gotta start thinking about if Sam Sonoff comes back, who's gonna play? You you just move Craig Anderson back to No, obviously taxi is, squad. Is Vanacek the starter now? He's looked so good. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you give I think you give Sam Sonoff a, a chance to earn his spot back. But you at least I play think him. You, you ride VTech until he completely nah, blows. No, nah, because if you run him into the ground, then you're stuck in the same situation you are now where you have one goal. You got to do like we've been talking about all year. Now you know what you have at Vanacek. You got to switch him off, play him every other game. No. Nah. Both fresh. Yes. Nah. All right. Nah. Whatever. I hope they do what you think so that the Capitals are bad. <laughs> they're not, they're not going to be bad, <laughs> but I specifically remember we brought in Yaroslav Halak in like 2014 and we kept switching him and Hopi and Hopi couldn't find a rhythm. Now that VTech has a rhythm, we have to, we have to go with it. I mean, it doesn't make Luke sense. finding a rhythm. I think that's just more right about now. Hopi than it does about the strategy. Well, whatever. Now that VTech's hot right now, we can't just pull him. I okay. think it's like a Nick Foles, Carson Wentz situation where if Carson Wentz came back, it's just like, hey, here you go. Here's a starting job. I mean, Foles I know Vanacek is young, but he's played, what, six games in a row now in 12 nights? It's a lot. Yeah, and he's only lost one in regulation. Yeah, but it's still a lot. Maybe he's every young. third game you have to play Samson up. He's young. He cannot young. keep playing him, even on back-to-backs. He's going to play 56 games, Christian. We're going to win the cup. <laughs> well, he's already played one less game in the season. That's fine. Hey, you know what? Anyway. Yeah, uh, my, my final thought is that it's impressive that we're even in the top five after all the injuries we've had. So, or yep. COVID-related absences, too. So. Char looks good, to be honest with you. He looked really good against the Bruins. It was he so funny. Like same old Chara. Char scored a goal. Christian texted me right after that. Man, I wish we had a guy like that on our team. <laughs> then you scored eight seconds after that. Yeah, Daniel Sprong, who I've never heard of before this season. So, By the way, the goal before Char's goal was called back. That was probably 30 seconds before that. So it was really 4 nothing in, like, the first period. Um, number three, Colorado Avalanche. Um this article says the injuries are mounting, which is true. They they just lost their even best more player. true, even more true after this article was written. Yeah, um, but they're still so good. Yeah, their depth are. is insane. Mm-hmm. So they, they'll which be is all what right. they're always always searching for: is secondary scoring. Yeah, and if they have it, yeah, they're, they're deadly. All right, go ahead. Before. Number four, Boston Bruins. They were already looking great this season, and now they have David Pasternak back in the lineup. That is the case. That's like a uh, – what did someone say? Charlie McAvoy just went on spitting chicklets, and they asked him, is having Pasternak back after you're like 4-1-1 one, and one at that point, is that like having a loaded gun in your trench coat? And that's exactly what it's like because Pasta scored two goals on Monday night right after they posted this. And it's, in his first game, he did not look great, and he admitted. He said after the game it was like he got hit by a bus. Like It's just the case. You don't know – and I know this from playing hockey, and I played men's league, which is the same basically, right, as the NHL. Yeah, absolutely. I played. I played a pickup game, and it's like the muscles that you work – like being hockey tired is just a completely different tired. Like I could run up a hill and be ridiculously tired, but it's just not the same as playing hockey. And Pasta said he got hit by a bus. I would say that's probably accurate. But then he had two goals the next night, um, and the Bruins came back from – scored five hundreds of goals and beat the Capitals, but that's fine. We don't have to talk about that if you don't want to, Matt, but that's just what happened. And they came back for three goals at a point the night before. So, but yeah, the I'm Bruins just... are four. They deserve to be higher. They took three points out of a possible four in Washington. Um, even though Washington has our number, uh, who knows? Maybe that's different this year. Yeah. It's weird that we're 17 and three in the last 20. Yeah. So... 17, three and one. No, no, no. We lost in regulation. Now we're three 17 and one. Yeah. 316 and one. I'm also no, really yeah. confused how if you look at the standings in the Mass Mutual East, you guys you guys beat us, but we're still ahead of you. So that's weird. Yeah, that is weird because you're playing yeah. cupcakes. 
Which are the same teams we're playing. (laughs) We play the same team. All right. Number five, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Not shocking. I think they have to be in the top five all year, regardless of their record. Again, it's like what we talked about. It's what we talked about last episode. It's at this point in the season, you got to put teams in there that are in there because of their reputation and wait for them to earn their way out. Yeah. Um, Like they could be horrible and they're still somehow going to find a way to make the playoffs because their team is so talented. So, yeah. And they're, they're saying their next five games against Nashville and Detroit, that is a narrative that we have to start talking about that. That division is just not nearly as good as the other ones. No, no. I think the four, the top four in the central might, uh, I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Top four in the central are making the playoffs. (laughs) Who are they right now? Carolina, Florida, Dallas, Tampa. Mm -hmm. And then Columbus is tied with Tampa, but Tampa has. And then you have Columbus, Detroit, Nashville, and Chicago. Chicago. But we also have to put into perspective that Columbus, Chicago, and Detroit have played 11 games, 11 games, 10 games, respectively. The top three most have played seven. So Carolina has, wow. and Florida hasn't lost a regulation either. They're five zero and one. Yeah. I think the top four are making the playoffs. That's my hot take, but it's really not that hot because the division is so. I mean, Matt, four, bottom four. Those, God, it's crazy to think, but those teams are fifth of the way done. They're twenty percent done with the season. The top of that league, or no, the bottom of the league, the ones that have t- played 11, yeah. 12 games. It's wild. The season literally just started. And they're still. What's crazy is they're still at the bottom of the standings. The top of the standings have four games in hand. So you got to think. We always talk about the Thanksgiving benchmark, which is usually pretty pretty good. Although the last couple of years there have been one or two teams that make a run, but for the most part, probably eighty percent of the teams that are in at Thanksgiving, in a typical schedule, are in the playoffs. And there's usually about thirty something games played at that point which would be a little less than half the season. So you got to think that Thanksgiving benchmark is probably like middle of March, right? Maybe beginning of March. I would say middle of March is like the all-star break, right? Because yeah, he started January, season ends in early May. So I would say like – So like 25 games – it's like 22 to 25 games. So it's double what we're at now. But the end of February. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We've, it's only been two weeks. Two weeks I mean, as a Monday. There's so much hockey being played. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I know. It is awesome. All right. Who would you add? Who would you take out? Who would you change around? Give me your, give me your top five off the cuff. Okay. Just off the cuff. First of all, I want to move Washington to three and Boston to two. Um, Colorado can stay at four. I'm going to slide Tampa out after an unspectacular start. They said, even though they're five, one, and one, I don't know why they it's said that, but I'm going to move Philadelphia into this picture. They're going to be the number four team. We're going to move Colorado to number five. So to recap, number one, Montreal, number two, Boston, number three, Washington, number four, Philadelphia. Number five, Colorado. It's a really good top five. I am going to – I'm going to take out Colorado just because I think their injuries catch up with them. Like if we're, if we're talking about now forward, the top five teams. Okay. I think the abs are out and – I think Tampa's out too at the moment. I think you have to put in Carolina five game win streak. They're six and one. Okay. Um, and I agree with you. You have to put in Philly. So Montreal stays at one. Uh, I agree with you. I think Boston's at two right now, especially after that win against us. Carolina at three, Washington at four and Philly at five. Okay. 
I think and if that, we had, it's tough because we have we don't have inner division games going on, so it's hard to match yeah, up. Like you can when, never exactly. when Carolina plays Detroit eight times, like we don't have that luxury. You're gonna know at the end of the season exactly how you stack up against the teams you'll be playing in the first two rounds of the playoffs, but you'll have no clue once it gets to the conference finals how good each team is. And we talked and about hate- this, Matt, because we talk about how the, the East and the West typically have different styles of play. Yeah. Like whatever the West, usually the best teams have way more points because the worst teams have way less points. And even just on top of that, there's um, <clears throat> for whatever reason, just depending on the year, it could be more physical. It could be more skillful, which is what, what has been in the past few years is more skillful and more quick. I think more. Yeah, I think the West is, dominated by superstars right so now we have that in four different divisions not just two yeah um not just two conferences so when they collide it's going to be very interesting i hate to add in another sport analogy but it's like what we saw in college football where clemson dominated the acc like we always do Mm -hmm. and ohio state struggled against the big 10 so we were like According to matchups for us, we're like, oh, we got this in the bag. We're going to put up 80. And then they dominate us. So we really don't know how good the Big Ten was. Whereas the ACC to me was was normal. So Yeah, exactly. Um, So you you could see a team squeaking in at four in the East Division, but they match up so much better against, like, the Central. Yeah, and I think what's becoming clear as the season goes on that that we mentioned at the beginning of the year and everyone really predicted was that the East is far and away the best division. Uh, I'm looking at six teams, I think, here that would make the playoffs in a normal year, and only four obviously can make it this year. But I think the Islanders and Rangers would probably be snubbed based on how they're playing currently. But the Sabres and Devils are off to great starts. And then the Penguins, Bruins, Capitals, and Flyers proved last year that they're among the best in the league, and they haven't missed a beat. They both look really good. I mean, they all four look really good. I did not expect – well, I kind of did. I. It's – without COVID, Montreal doesn't win their division. But I think with the oh. All-Canada League, I think yeah. – I mean, this is – they're just yeah. stylistically dominating people. I agree. I think they'd probably be somewhere right in the mix with Boston, Washington, and Philly. I think those are the those are the upper echelon of the East Division, and then the Penguins, Devils, and Sabres probably fall into similar echelons. And then the Islanders and Rangers have not been good, but they have plenty of room to grow. The Islanders started hot and have lost five in a row now, which I'd never even noticed, <clears throat> but that's terrible. Yeah. Um, Montreal leads the league plus 17 goal differential. That's, I mean, that's not the style of hockey they play, which is not. Well, let's look at their goals against Matt because they could just be scoring a lot of goals and keeping. Yeah. Their goals against is right in the middle. It's pretty low. It's 27. Well, so they average 4.4 goals a game and they average against Mm 2.7. So, if you round up, they're winning four to three every every game. Yeah, almost four to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to score on Carey Price. It really is, yeah. So, and plus, when Tyler Toffoli's leading the league in in goals, that also helps. Yeah, they just look great, and Shea Weber's back to his old self too. Yeah. They just look like such a great team. And the Canadian division is definitely probably the second best, but it's definitely one of the most fun to watch. I don't know if you've seen any of the games, but they're so heated, even without fans. Oh, the uh, the intensity is, I think, 10 times because it's yeah. just all Canada. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of these guys are playing for teams or against teams that they grew up cheering for. You got to think, what, 65 70% of the league is Canadian? overwhelming majority so most of these guys are playing for or against teams that they grew up cheering for yeah 
which always adds an extra, you know, something, something to it. I, one more point is you mentioned Boston Montreal cup. I think regardless of who you root for, that would be the most watched cup in That'd 20 years. I mean, I mean, any any original six cup is awesome. Like the Boston Chicago Cup, I think was. I should have gone. It should have gone one. seven games. Is it? That's the most watched one recently. Yeah, so that's in 2013. Yeah, it, that's just the way it works. If you're a hockey fan, you know the history of the the original six. And it goes for every sport and every team with history, like the St. Louis Blues are not an original six team, but they've been around a while and they have a, you know, rich history, even though they never won until last year. I mean, they went to three cups in a row in the seven. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was also pummeled pummeled by Bobby Orr twice. Yeah. So that is the storyline that played into them winning two years ago. Yeah, I think uh, we got – I get excited for Boston Philly because Matt, I want to recommend this. I watched it a couple years ago. It's called the bullies of broad street. And it's about the seventies flyers. Mm-hmm. How they changed the league with by, no teeth. Yeah. Just by throwing flying elbows and slashing people in the face. It's really fun to watch. Uh, it's really interesting, but they talk about the Boston Philly rivalry because Boston obviously was the, I mean, with Phil Esposito and, Bobby Orr, they scored so many goals. They were like a beautiful team to watch. And obviously it was physical fighting at 70s. But like Philly sort of dethroned that team by just beating the crap out of them. Um, Bobby Clark. I was blanking mm-hmm. on the guy's name. Okay, Literally, yeah, yeah. he smiled and he had no teeth. And he had zero teeth. Yeah. God, he used to beat people up. Oh. You got to watch yeah. that documentary. At least, at least watch a YouTube video of Bobby Clark. It's the, amazing uh, to watch how how there's no rules in hockey in the 70s. Well, so didn't – and they might talk about this in the documentary. Um, the Soviets lost like one game in that 61 to 80, 79 stretch. They lost mm-hmm. like one game. And I'm pretty sure it was to the Flyers just because they beat the crap out of them <laughs> in an exhibition game. <laughs> I did not know that. That's funny. Let me look it up. Soviets Flyers, nineteen seventy six. Yeah, Philadelphia Flyers Red Army game, January eleventh, nineteen seventy six. The Flyers won four to one. <laughs> yeah, so half the team was probably out. Maybe that's why. Wait, when was it? 76? All right. They yeah. Had four years to recover from that. <laughs> I was going to say, if that was like the end of 79, when the Olympics they won the in Olympics February in of 80. They won the gold medal in 76. <laughs> that was like peak Soviet four in a row Olympics. Yeah. Well, so Flyers head coach. God, imagine the beating. Imagine the beating they got from the, the Kremlin after losing to the Philadelphia Flyers. Low I mean, scoring Philly basically just prove. Go ahead. Low scoring defense with Joe Watson jokingly said that he had set the Soviet hockey program back 25 years by scoring a <laughs> shorthanded goal on Vladislav Tretiak. Oh my God. <laughs> they were probably shorthanded the whole game. We got to get uh, footage of that game and watch it. I'll look it up on YouTube after this. Tretiak said the Flyers won by playing rude hockey and the mm-hmm. Soviet coach called the Flyers a bunch of animals. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch this game immediately after this. I hope it's on YouTube. That's awesome. That is awesome. The fact that he's – so what was it? 70, 79, the Soviets played the NHL All-Star team and waxed them. What was it? Yeah, they beat them like 6-1, to one. yeah. Yeah. But they couldn't beat the Flyers because they just beat the crap out of them. <laughs> Good USA. So when Herb Brooks he has says he's the only guy who has a uh, strategy to beat the Soviets and it's to take their game and shove it right back at him. Apparently the other strategy is to beat the living urine out of them 
and just <laughs> send them all to the locker room with bloody noses. Well, so it's a little different because like you're playing with 20 year old Jack O'Callaghan, not yeah, but you literally could have just well, now nah, you couldn't take pros. I was gonna say you could just get the Philadelphia Flyers and bring them to the Olympics. Well, you couldn't back then you could do that so now, yeah. Bobby yeah, so Clark is 35 and probably could have been a professional boxer. I mean, it's a little different. Than uh, he could have been a street fighter. Kids. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, leave it up to Philadelphia to single-handedly win the Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Uh, I, we need to ask our professor if she knows about that story, being a Flyers fan. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she'd love that. That's what our paper should be on. Oh, man. That's yeah. a good one, too. I don't know how much research there is to do about that. but Anyway. All right. We've been rambling. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. We'll see oh, you all next Kevin week. Miller. Kevin Miller. Oh, I meant to talk about him. Kevin Miller for the Bruins. Missed two years. He broke his kneecap twice in his right leg. He broke it and then broke it again, like either in practice or his first game back. He hadn't played more than two games in two seasons. And now he's our number two defenseman. So good for Kevin Miller. <laughs> Shout out to his brother, Colin Miller in Buffalo. <laughs> it's not his brother. They used to play on the same team. They used to play on the same team. Oh, they're not related at all? They're not related. Oh. Also, I Kevin was spelled K-E-V-A-N, which kind of makes me mad, but I'll forgive him. I thought they were related because they played no, together in Boston. Related. No, they're not related. Have you ever seen them? They couldn't be more different. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Kevin Miller is American and Colin is Canadian. So I would have guessed that they were both American. I no, know Kevin Col- Miller is American. Yeah. And Colin Miller is Canadian. So, okay. Yep. So they're not related. So I should just never. Miller's also the most popular last name ever. So, yeah, that's true. I should just never talk about hockey again, though. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So next episode, just me. Um, because Matt's not allowed to talk about hockey anymore. I'm also not allowed to watch because John Carlson got robbed of the Norse. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, he said he never watched hockey again. That's like uh, Carabas <laughs> at Barcelona said if <laughs> said if the Red Sox didn't win the World Series, he would light himself on fire. <laughs> he never did. Well, uh, shout out to Will. I'm going to throw him under the bus. He said that if – Jackie Bradley Jr. hit a grand slam that he would chop his own nuts off, and he hit a grand <laughs> slam. That at bat, you remember that? Yes, I, mean, I you do. You don't remember him saying that, but you remember the JBJ. That was uh, that was the JBJ ALCS where he was the <laughs> MVP, and he hit like two seventy four with four home runs and no other hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was that <laughs> series. So you we have to hold Will accountable because uh, he said he would do nah, that if JBJ hit it. Nah. He said it, and he hit yeah. a grand slam. Yeah, I mean, chopping your nuts off, though, that's, that's like, you know, that's like top of the list of things you don't want to have happen to you, so, other than dying. So, Will, you're off the hook, but. No, he's not. But don't ever make anything like that again, or we will hold you accountable. Uh, all right, we'll see you all next week. All right. Peace. Peace.